My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. I'd like to introduce today's guest, Jonathan McCormick, founder and host of Red Beard Outdoors Podcast, and one of the founding guys with First Form Outdoors. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. I know you. I've, I was on your podcast, and I figured it was time to return the favor. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. So when did you first start with first form outdoors yeah so you know with first form outdoors it was man i'd have to go back and look uh 2019 2020 time frame uh right Mm -hmm. when first form outdoors was getting started is is the time that i i started working with them yeah and what it was your primary thing that you were doing with them so just a, basically a representative outside of headquarters, and uh, I'm here in Utah. The headquarters for First Form is out in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And so basically what what I love about First Form and First Form Outdoors, because there's a lot of companies out there, there's a lot of supplement brands, uh, a lot of great people, and a lot of other good brands as well. <clears throat> but with First Form, there was the community piece, uh, but original first form and it is still one and the same it's just first form outdoors is a branch and i'll I'll explain uh why that came to be here in a second but the first form brand uh was there was a lot of very hmm, i don't know how to put this kind of almost like gym shark kind of guys that were pictured on like the the main website and things like that and so not gym shark gym rat kind of guys and and that's awesome because they put in a ton of work obviously to get the physiques that they have they're great athletes if you look into first form at all there's some amazing athletes that are behind the brand and just some outstanding individuals in the community as well but for me i wanted to represent a brand and company that met the outdoorsmen where they are because it's just as important for an outdoorsman outdoors men and women to be healthy. Now your level of fitness may be different than that of a bodybuilder, but you still need to keep your health in check for reasons that we'll get into later here in the podcast. Uh, but with first form outdoors, when I, I was like, well, there's the community, the drivenness behind it. And for people that don't know, Andy Frisella is the CEO of first form. So if you listen to his podcast at all, real AF or before that, the MF CEO project, Uh, Mm -hmm. He is a guy that is extremely driven and genuinely wants people to get long-term and lasting results. He doesn't just want to throw some supplements at you and say, here you go, have fun, go take two scoops for a great time in the gym. He's not that kind of guy. He is someone who genuinely wants you to have long-term lasting results. So all of those reasons combined, when I saw and and caught word of First Form Outdoors starting, I was all in. 100% 100% jumped on board and I haven't looked back. Nice. And what do you see from your perspective of first form outdoors and people with disabilities? So how do they interact with outdoorsmen with disabilities? So 
Take me, for example, having bad feet, recently feel like my foot's starting to go in a bad way that I don't want to do. How would they approach me as an individual? Perfect. So perfect example of that is Derek Wida. Now, for people that don't know who Derek Wida is, it's D-E-R-E-K, and his last name is W-E-I-D-A. Do you happen to know who he is? Not off the top of my head. Okay. He is a stud, and he is an amputee above the knee. Um, he loves fitness, obviously, and is is very much into it, but he competes. He deadlifts more than I do, and he's he's got one leg, right? So yeah. for me... Like he's, he's an outstanding individual to show and represent people that may have, uh, different things holding them back. He's also, uh, ex-military. And so he's got some things that he's dealing with as well, um, behind the scenes with, with mental health that he shares with other people too, um, because he wants that because there's definitely, there's the physical health and the mental health and, uh, him being ex-military, he's obviously seen some things and has gone through plenty traumatic events that, um, he is, he's dealing with as well. So he's a great example. I'd recommend that anyone that listens to the podcast, uh, that has any kind of disability. And even if you don't go look him up Mm -hmm. and go listen to what he has to say, because it will blow your mind. He's a very tough individual, but he's also someone that's not scared to, uh, he doesn't shy away from his, uh, mental health and physical health things that he's had to overcome. And yep. he shares that with people. And that's what that's gained a lot of respect for me that he's willing to open up online and share with other people, his insecurities and how they can overcome them just like he's working on overcoming them. So uh, I would say he's a perfect example of the community of first form and people with any kind of disability uh, whatsoever. And so yeah. I would just say we, we approach it just like, I mean, you're, you know, you don't look at people with disabilities as, um, as someone different. You know, another great example is Josh Carney for people that don't know who he is. Go look him up as well. Uh, he's son of the South TV on Instagram and, uh, he is paralyzed from basically the bottom of his chest down. And, uh, he's also a member of the first form outdoors community. He is an outstanding individual that is pushing through a lot and actually was injured due to a, uh, hunting injury. Um, Mm -hmm. and, I'll leave, let him tell that story. Hopefully you can get him on the podcast and talk about that as well. But those are two great examples of people that have embraced first form and we have embraced them as well for who they are, people of character and not looked at the fact that either they're in a wheelchair or have yeah. a, you know, a, an amputated leg as anything different. Yeah. And working on with Josh Carney, I've actually had him on earlier. So Perfect. beat you the so you punch on him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's really great uh, to, for the knowledge about, you know, having these inspirational guys that have become part of the First Form family and how they beat through their struggles and continue in life and being inspirational. Mm-hmm. But then moving on with that, how do you become a member of the First Form family? So it's real simple. Uh, you know, if you don't have a Facebook I'd say get one just for this community in and of itself. You're not going to find another community like this. But on Facebook, it's the First Form Outdoors Facebook page. Uh, That would be the easiest, simplest, uh, no cost included, anything, just way to get into First Form Outdoors community, get a taste of it. And uh, I will warn you, you're going to be hooked because there's people there that are into whether it be hunting, hiking, guns, bows, knives, uh, you're going to find everything people. You're going to find the gym rats. You're going to find people that run marathons. You're going to find people 
that have you know uh, physical disabilities that have found ways to overcome them and still go out and do pursue their passions. Uh, you're going to find daredevils out there as well. Like there's so many people in that community. What makes the First Form Outdoors Facebook page different than any other Facebook page I've I've been a part of uh, yeah. is just the fact that they are all inclusive. Now we might razz you every once in a while. If you ask the same question three or four times, I'd be like, all right, dude, like we already answered that, but in a, in a very loving and kind of guiding way, we're not going to pick on you. And there's definitely no crabs in a bucket mentality in that group. Um, mm -hmm. If we see that at all, you get booted immediately. There is none of that crap about Glock versus SIG actual fighting like we might pick on you right like the six yeah. explode whenever you drop them kind of deal but you know nothing real mean people don't go in there and tear you down if anything they'll pick you up and yeah. they'll lift you higher than you thought that you could even be lifted by people that are online and so right now we're going i want to say we're six thousand members strong or more and there's constant different discussions again especially during hunting season you'll see the whitetail season come through and people will post pictures. Uh, we'll discuss what's an appropriate picture to put on social media, stuff like that. Um, we'll talk about, you know, marathon seasons coming around. We'll talk about that skiing, all, like everything. You'll find everything there. And just some great, amazing people using social yeah. media for what it's supposed to be used for, which is building each other up, supporting each other and getting your network growth. Because even if you don't have a business to protect, particularly network for mm -hmm. uh, as an individual you want your network to be nationwide if not uh, cross-continental so that you can have people in different areas that say you want to take a vacation they'll know the good spots and they'll go with you kind of deal so it's just a great community so i'd say start there the facebook group so if i were to be on the facebook group and i would want to say post about the podcast and say hey guys mm -hmm. check this out Looking at the guidelines or whatnot, would I be able to do that without getting razzed too much? Depends on what your intent is. There's a lot of uh, discussion on intent there. Um, uh, like for me, I don't post every single episode on there. Like if I were to go in there and just post every single one of my episodes, obviously I'd be using their network as a way to advertise for myself, which is not the way that I want to use it. Now, I do have a series of why first form outdoors where I have people that are in the first form outdoors community coming on and I post those episodes in there just letting them know, Hey guys, feel free to use this episode when you have maybe a bass fisherman that asks you why they need to be a part of first form or why they need to get healthy. Well, we have mm -hmm. a pro bass fisherman that's part of part of the crew. Here's his story as to why it's a little 30 minute episode. Here you go. If you have a female that's looking to get into hunting, here's a couple of episodes. If you have someone like, you know, that's got a disability, a physical disability. Here's the yep. episode with Josh Carney and his, his story. Um, you know, there's so many, that's why I started that series. But again, going back to, if you could post your, your podcast, I'd say if it's relevant, what's the intent behind it? Are you trying to mm -hmm. use the group as a marketing group or are you trying to use the group as, Hey, I feel like this episode and this guest told a great story. Here it is kind of deal. See, and that's why I never posted on the podcast when I was, yeah. because I'm actually in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you actually liked one of my comments. <laughs> I think I sent you a Facebook friends request on the uh, private, um, my private Facebook thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm not very good on Facebook. I need to get better at that because I have my own group that I run as well, the day one crew, and I'm a, I'm a moderator <laughs> in the first form outdoors group as well. But 
I need to get better at that. If yeah. if it wasn't for those two groups, I wouldn't have a Facebook. To be honest right. with you. Yeah. So. I definitely would be like, okay, well, this is relevant. You and I are talking. <laughs> We're just going to share this. Hey, guys, check this out. Don't be shy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Other than that, no. Yeah. That's one of the things with Facebook groups that when I was starting out in the podcasting, I was actually on, and I still part of them, but I just haven't been posting on them, several groups about disability. Mm. And after a while, it got into me personally, hey, this is getting kind of repetitive. It's If they like this stuff, they can come to my page. I don't mm-hmm. really want to flood their page consistently with that because one i was getting diminishing returns and two yeah it just started feeling like i was being rude right yep totally so what made you start the and i'm transitioning to podcasting now so what made you think about starting red beard outdoors it's a great question so back in about 2020 um is when I felt like I wanted to share my own journey through fitness, being a dad, loving the outdoors, sharing that with other people is something that I really, really wanted to do. And so I didn't want to go full-blown YouTube because I know all the work and time that it takes to get a good production. Like you film eight hours worth of stuff and maybe get 45 minutes out of it, maybe if you're lucky. And so I didn't want to go full-blown that direction. So I started with a podcast because I love talking to people. I love having good conversations. And uh, kind of on a selfish note, I was like, well, there's a lot of people in this industry I want to learn from, but I can't just go, hey, can you text me? Can I steal an hour of your time on the phone? Right. Yeah, right. So again, going back to value exchange, I was like, well, how can I provide value for these conversations where I get to learn from these people? And, uh, and, and so I just said, well, great. All of those reasons are why I started a podcast. And then yeah. I did a certain amount of episodes solo just to prove to myself, this isn't some thing that I was just going to do, you know, for a little bit and then quit. Um, and then I started inviting guests on. And so uh, now what obviously what that does is that brings people, they can reference the episodes, uh, they can go back to them, look them up, g- gather information. And it also gets the guests out there for my audience so that, you know, the guests, their value that they're receiving is their information is getting put out there. Their name recognition is getting out there and, uh, and they can, you know, hopefully gather whether it be customers or clients or whatever it may be for whatever it is that they're providing in the industry. Uh, you know, they can get that from, from the marketing that's provided by the podcast. So all of that mixed together. Yep. Yeah. And I know you cover a large slew of content from guests to obviously companies like knives, Mm. bows, arrows, broadheads. Mm -hmm. And I want to get, pick your brain on broadheads because I know you use good gore. Now it's basically going away from my head. You're good. Along with my Evolution pattern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Being sick with the flu and then doing being up since three this morning. Yeah, you're good. Going no great. Iron will broadheads. That's what I was saying. Iron will. So yeah. So I I mix it up when it comes to broadheads, and I've tested out a few. Now I haven't killed half the stuff that a lot of bigger names in the industry has. Right. So I'm yeah. going off of basically Aeroflight. Uh, the idea behind the broadhead, uh, and and 
you know, a little bit of scientific knowledge there, kind of what I know about animals, anatomy, et cetera, and mm-hmm. my own experience. So I'm kind of combining all of that. Uh, I always have an iron wheel, single bevel, 125 grain with bleeders in my quiver, and that's mainly for a frontal shot. That's mm-hmm. about the only time I'm going to use that arrow is because I want to make sure that I get as much penetration as possible out of that setup. And that setup for me is just solid. I don't like the idea of using it for a shot that I feel like I may have to track the animal a little bit, such as Mm -hmm. a broadside shot or maybe even a slightly quartering away shot. Uh, Sometimes animals, adrenaline or whatever other chemicals are going through their body are going to get pumped up and they're going to run for hundreds and hundreds of yards. And I want to have a blood trail to be able to follow, even if it's a perfect shot, even if you've clipped the heart, I've seen animals that will run 150, 200 yards because they're just gone. And so for those shots, broadside, maybe I have to shoot a little bit further back. So kind of back of the lungs, liver shot. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I prefer a mechanical. Now I'm shooting a good poundage and a decent draw length, and I'm getting a lot of energy out of my, my bow. So for me, the idea of a mechanical not opening doesn't concern me. Um, so I've got, I usually have two fixed blades and three mechanicals in my quiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fixed blades are the iron will, at least this is going based off of last year, iron will single bevel, 125 grain with bleeders. And the, uh, the four blade evolution. So evolution is the broadhead that I killed all the animals I did last year with. So the, the three animals that I killed last year was with the mechanical from evolution. Now I don't actually, I do have one right here. Hold on. Nice. Okay. So for my four millimeter arrow, I am not going to be running the iron will because I don't have the glue in system for iron will, but this four millimeter arrow that I'm going to be running this year, that is the evolution glue in head. So it's a four blade head. Oh, wow. So for and those of you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. For those of that aren't seeing it or anything is, uh, yeah, it's a definitely a different type of broadhead. It's mm-hmm. got the standard bevel up front and then, about what is it half an inch behind it starts with a second blade so that's a three yeah this is a three quarter inch up here and then so i want to say it's like inch and a half inch three quarters yeah total cut that, but yeah it's a four blade that is gnarly looking and i would definitely recommend people check it out go to evolution outdoors and check out um that's the fixed head and then if i can get this back in the quiver yeah and then the mechanical head is this one. So this mechanical head here, it's similar. It's got the same head on the front, so it's a three-quarter inch. So even if, say, heaven forbid, everything catastrophic happens and the mechanical blades don't open, uh, you still get a three-quarter inch cut. So almost an inch cut without the mechanical blades at all. And then these mechanical blades come out to where it's a two-inch cut. Wow. Mechanical. Nice. So that is nice looking. Yeah. It is a solid mechanical. I sent it through my elk, the bull at 70 yards, complete pass through and buried in the dirt almost halfway through the halfway up the arrow. Dang. So plenty of energy coming out of that. And uh I mean the thing ran like sixty yards and 
laid back down. So, no. um, those are the, the mechanicals. You, you were what? on the ground when you shot those. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So, so those are the, the mechanicals and fix that I run. And then again, when I use a five millimeter arrow and I have a screw in option, I have an iron wheel in my quiver. Um, those are really great broadheads. Now let me just kind of walk through a little bit since you brought up broadheads. I'm going to geek out a little bit. <laughs> I use exact archery broadheads. I was using muzzies, <clears throat> but then I switched to exact <clears throat> archery when I was at the, uh, Indiana deer, Turkey and <clears throat> waterfowl expo last year. <clears throat> and yeah, they're four blades, they're German steel engineering. And I shot them with my crossbow and I shot a doe <clears throat> at an angle and, it literally went through her shoulder plate mm-hmm. and kept on going. And then, yeah, I shot my buck with the same one. So there was mm-hmm. no defamation. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And uh, and then with – so the reason why I don't prefer a two-blade um, is because if you have – you've got the skin. So I'm going to fold – like pretend like the animal's laying down here. you got the yeah. skin, fur, whatever, hide. And then you have the muscle – is a separate layer they're they're attached but they're not they still slide over each other oh, right yeah. otherwise you know we wouldn't be able to move either but there's that there's that separation there now i'm going to turn it this way for you if you get a two blade cut you get that hole right there mm-hmm. now as the animal's walking what it happens? closes up it can close up now doesn't always happen but especially yeah. from people that i trust that shoot more animals than i do blood trails are generally poor with a two blade. Not always. I can't speak in absolutes, but generally they are poor. Now they get great penetration. They do what they're supposed to. And that single bevel definitely does devastation through the animal. But I'm not too concerned about penetration. Cause like I said, I put a two inch mechanical blue straight through an elk and buried into the dirt behind him. So I'm not worried about penetration with the mechanicals. I want a bigger hole. That's not going to close up. And it's going to cause as much damage as possible. And I, I generally try and stay away from the shoulder anyway, because I don't care what kind of arrow you're shooting. If you end up hitting the knuckle of the shoulder, you're screwed because those, I mean, you may crack it and injure the animal, but you're not going to get enough penetration to kill it. It'll heal up and maybe have a gimp leg or something like that. So that's my, my thought process. I've gone through quite a few different companies and they honestly, even there's a ton of companies out there that are great. They're outstanding. Um, mm-hmm. Grim Reaper is a great one. Uh, VPA, if you like two-blade broadheads, they're great. They also make a three-blade. The VPA one is awesome. I just have found that I'm okay with shooting a mechanical. The Evolution Mechanical is my favorite, and I prefer a bigger hole. And you just can't get a two-inch to... If you uh, if you shoot the whitetail version of the Evolution broadhead, it's two and a half inches. If you shoot the turkey version of the evolution broadhead, it's three inches. So I I can't justify shooting a fixed head with the experience that I've had mm-hmm. and um, when I can get that big of a hole and still get a pass through. So that's just kind of where I'm at. Again, there's, there's other great broadheads out there. And if you want to have that broadhead discussion, I'm more than happy to talk to you about it. Uh, you can shoot me a message on Instagram and I'm always willing to chat about broadheads, arrows, etc. Um, I'll never tell you you're wrong unless you're shooting something that's dull or a field point, or I would disagree with anything aluminum in the ferrule 
or the blades mm-hmm. of the broadhead. I would prefer yeah. to stick with steel or titanium. Um, that's just that's just how I roll. I want to put the best quality material into an animal because they they are. If you're going to hunt an animal, you owe them at least that yeah. the willingness to put high quality material through them, not the cheap stuff. Yeah, I like I said for the longest time, my father-in-law, he's the one that got me into hunting. And he got me into Muzzy Broadheads, the three-blade, yeah. you know, do-it-yourself makes. And then I got into one of the hybrids from Muzzy, and I was going to try something else. And I noticed that Trocar tip has absolutely no penetration when it comes to just mm. pushing through. Because I tried, you know, dispatching like a gopher with it or something, mm. just shoving it down. And it just annoyed the crap out of the thing. <laughs> and so then I switched over to these uh, four-blade exact archery and those things cut through a leaf granted this year i took some shots i didn't really like normally i'm doing a double lung yeah i mean that's the best possible outcome especially if you don't want them traveling more than 40 60 yards and it's the easiest way to identify when they're down because they always crash yep i have my first time i did that i thought that they actually took off (laughs) that's awesome yeah, and now he's on my wall in the living room. <laughs> so I'm looking at him here, I think. I just pulled him up. I've never seen those before. But, yeah, that's a looks like a good head. And it definitely, I mean, if it flies great out of your uh, out of your crossbow, then perfect. Yeah. Now, have you used crossbow before? I have not. And, uh, honestly, I have no desire to. Yeah. Um, simply because I... I don't feel like if I want to shoot something off my shoulder, I'm going to shoot a rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to me, it's it's very similar to a gun in that aspect as far as the experience. Um, yeah. But for people that cannot draw a bow back uh, for whatever reasons, um, if you're a young kid, you're an adult, maybe you're injured, you've got something else going on. I have nothing against them. Nothing whatsoever. I just... I don't, yeah. I probably won't shoot one. And, and when I get too old to shoot one, I'll, 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 uh, or shoot a bow. I'll probably switch over to, uh, to a muzzle loader. <laughs> yeah. Now, interesting fact. Did you know what? And I learned this from an actual lady that's part of 10 point crossbow technologies. The recommended distance for hunting with a crossbow. What do you think it is? The maximum. Distance? Pro- it, oh, the maximum distance they would that she recommend i it's probably very similar to a bow um yeah you're actually right yeah it's probably very similar to a bow just because it's flying out fast doesn't mean yeah 50 yards 50 yards max well that's what the one that can that's what the ones that you know those three four thousand dollar crossbows that can shoot like uh competition rounds similar to Hmm. at distance with a rifle yeah it's because the broadhead and the bolt are so mm. long, you hit a freaking twig with that. It's bye-bye. Yeah, so that's very true. That's where I think a lot of people get the misconception with the crossbow because people are shooting bullet tips with, you know, you know, just bullet tips shooting long distance, not realizing mm. that it's actually a, you know, variation variables can be hit so they're thinking oh it's a rifle it's a rifle no it's a short range muzzle loader <laughs> yeah yeah 
No, and I agree. And I, I know people aren't out there shooting rifle distances. When I when I say a rifle experience, what I mean by that is just the difference of how a compound bow, and eventually I'll get into longbow. I don't know if I'm going to ever actually hunt with a, a longbow, maybe tree stand hunting, possibly. Um, yeah. But I don't think I'll ever hunt out west with a longbow. Um, I like to be able to shoot out to those 60, 70 yards um, distances out here. But in a tree stand out, out east, I could totally see myself doing a longbow um, just for the the experience of it. Now, yeah. a crossbow, um, again, I think it's got its place for sure for people that, again, can't draw a bow back, uh, can't, you know, are injured, whatever it may be. If it gets you out in the woods, I don't give a crap. As long as you're ethical, yeah. go for it. Um, what I think a lot of people have an issue with is uh, when people are out there uh, crossbow hunting when they have the capabilities to use a bow and they're using it more like a rifle where they're shooting out at further distances. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I honestly don't know why people are criticizing crossbow because yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, my father got me started on it with crossbow and mm-hmm. Indiana legalized it. It has it a completely separate season that runs concurrent the entire three months of mm. bow. So you mm. have to claim crossbow if you're going to run crossbow. But yep. Now I like that. I like the idea of it having its own season. Yeah. But yeah, it runs with the same distance with bow because mm. obviously it's an archery style thing, but right. yeah, no same similarities. Basically you're going to be Sweet. claiming with that versus, Oh, it's an archery kill. No, it's a crossbow kill. I love it. Which, which I like because it gives those guys, like you said, people with disabilities, people, first-time hunters even, that have never shot a bow before, you get the experience bow season the entire length versus, oh, no, it's two weeks, like yeah. rifle season, two weeks, like muzzleloader season. But, no, these guys are able to get out and experience it full-time with a crossbow versus a regular bow, which I actually do want to eventually jump into bow because I like something new. Yeah. It's a different challenge for sure. And again, if it gets you out in the woods, go for it. Uh, be yeah. responsible, be ethical, follow the laws. Um, and, and don't be a jerk when you're out in the mountains or, or on a, you know, uh, in a blind or sharing private property with somebody. Um, don't be a jerk, be ethical, follow mm-hmm. the laws. And if you're outside, that's that's all that really truly matters to me is I, I want to see more people outside. So, Yeah. Now, I want to get back into first form outdoors. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking a little bit in the beginning about what they offer, but mm. what is the primary things that they do offer in terms yeah. of supplements or dietary aids or, you know, just things that are more centered for people with the outdoors community. Well, I'll, I'll even, I'll take it a step further. It's not even a product necessarily. That's the main focus at first form. Uh, if, if anyone goes over and listens to my why first form outdoors series, which is every other Thursday. Um, and you'll, you'll just see it on, I've got a, a list of it on, on, uh, on YouTube. I've created a playlist, just the why first form outdoors playlist, but every single one of them, and I didn't prep them. I don't prep people before podcasts. Uh, you can ask yourself, I didn't prep you. Like I just, nope. I don't prep people. I just have a good conversation. Every single person that has come on so far 
has said education, quality of products, and community. Mm -hmm. Those three items are why people love First Form. And it's no in particular order, but those three things are a common theme amongst everyone that I've had come on. And it's not because I prepped them. It's just First Form. So going back to your question, what's the main thing? Education. Education and community. 100%. We're not people that... we. I don't even have a discount code. I have a link that I send to people. Why? Because we're not just shoving crap in your face and saying, go use a code. It's having a conversation. And then I go and find whatever it is that you're needing. So say you're lacking protein or say you're lacking greens or say you're lacking a vitamin. I go and find that link and then I send it over to you. So you don't have to go searching through the website. Um, and, and then, so that, that's a big thing with, with first form and just the education behind it, everything, even behind the scenes working for first form, what they say is help not sell. They don't sit there and grill you for not having good numbers. If you don't have good numbers, they say, well, you know, what's going on? Are you having less conversations? Are you, are you not, uh, helping people, Mm -hmm. um, the way that you were maybe two months ago kind of deal. Uh, they don't say, well, your numbers suck this month. You need to boost those numbers. It's, it's all about education. They can, the continuous education on my end as well. I don't have a license in nutrition, I'm not a licensed, uh, you know, physical or, or personal trainer or anything like that. But behind the scenes, they expect you to continue your education on the products. So you're not mm-hmm. referring people to the wrong things on a consistent basis. That's something that they expect. Go through the videos, take quizzes, things like that. It's not just, again, like some other uh, companies that you could work with where they're like, okay, cool, refer people to us and here's your code. It's legitimately here is the education be educated, talk to people in an educated fashion about it, and then help people find their gaps in their nutrition. So we go through, we'll, I'll say, you know, download the first form app. That would be a big product that I would say everyone, even if you don't take supplements should go and check out. You get a one-on-one advisor. So you get a coach at head at headquarters. Um, if you're coming from the outdoors side of things, I recommend you get the headquarters uh, first form outdoors team they're all licensed nutritionists they will go through and or uh, sorry licensed yeah licensed nutritionists they go through and make sure that you know you're tracking your food the proper way you're weighing things out if you need to whatever it may be and then if they say hey we're noticing that your fiber's low here's some they even say here's some foods you can use to boost that up let's try that way if you want yep. the easy route, here's the supplement, but we rep- we recommend here's the foods that you could add. Yep. And it's mainly about whole foods and education. If you're someone like myself that is busy all the time, constantly on the run, running kids around, doing stuff like that, traveling, then supplements are going to fill those gaps while you're gone because drinking a protein shake is better than going to McDonald's, 100%. Yep. Right. And, and so that's, that's where the supplements come in is when it's needed, not all the time. You don't necessarily always need them. Yep. So that going, that was a long winded answer to your question of what's the, the, the number one thing, uh, education and tied in with education. I'd say the first form app is something that everyone should at least try out. Um, yep. because again, you get that one-on-one advisor, you get all the workouts that you could ever want in there and 
You can track nutrition. There's classes. There's motivational quotes if you want those. There's recorded classes, live classes. Like there's so many things wrapped up in there. For 13 bucks a month, you will not find another app that does all of those things. You just won't. Nice. Yeah, for me, I'm trying to lose weight. This past year, I've uh, focused mainly on the podcast versus physical mm. fitness. Yep. And the flu ain't helping now, but I'm trying to <laughs> lose about 20 pounds because that ain't healthy for my feet now. Yep. I think I'm actually starting to get a stress fracture back on my foot, the one I broke during mm. hunting season, deer, uh, turkey season, 2021, which was not fun. Mm. No. Yep. Not. So going to be trying to get loose weight on that. <laughs> so would you recommend supplements or just getting with the app and trying to get with the guys to, you know. So for you, like after this, we'll, we'll talk, I'll send you the, the link to download the app yep. and work with the advisor and they will, they will recommend to you more than likely. Uh, they, first off, they're going to go over with you, set up a call and go over with you how you're eating currently. And what's causing you to either gain weight or not be able to lose weight, whatever it is that your goal is. And mm -hmm. then we'll start a plan for you. And it's not a cookie cutter plan where it's like, all right, well, you got to hit 2000 calories and here's the general macros. It's here's what you need. And let's check in. I mean, honestly, my advisor over there checks in with me every couple of days. Yeah. Um, and it's not just because I'm me. If anything, they're probably harder on me because uh, I work for first form. Yeah, so, right. um, you know, it, but you'll get a check in every couple days to every week and, uh, and make sure that you're doing okay. Are you feeling hungry? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling tired? You feel like you're not getting enough food? Are you losing weight too fast? Are you not losing weight? All of those things go into these meetings with the one-on-one -on -one advisor. And, um, again, like you think about it, you go into a gym and you ask for a personal trainer, they're going to charge you like a grand a month or more. Mm -hmm for people to do the same work that we're doing for, like I said, 13 bucks a month on the app. It's a super cheap. Yeah. There's part of the fun part is getting that app in paying yep. for it for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely understand. Oh, I mean, yeah. But <clears throat> you know, when I, when I, and it's not me just trying to sell something. Right. So, oh, yeah. but it is a discussion that I have with people. I'm like, okay, when was the last time you went to the gas station and picked up some junk food, an energy drink, something like that? How much did that run you minus the gas that you paid for? How much did that cost? Yeah. You know, most people are around the $10 range. I'm like, okay, so one trip to the gas station, if you have kids, you're probably 20, 30 bucks, right? If you yeah. grab all the stuff. So one trip to the gas station, cut that out and use that money to pay for the app you're going to find that you're not going to the gas station so much. You're going to save yourself money in the long run. Even though you may be paying for a $13 app, you're going to end up getting healthier, saving yourself some money and, yeah. and being better in the long run. Right. But people don't think about that because it's a, it's a normal routine. You swing by the gas station on the way home from work, grab your, whatever your snack of choice is and drink of choice is. <clears throat> but even if it is seven, seven bucks every time, yeah, dude, seven bucks times 30 to 30 days in a, in a month. How much money is that? That's over 200 uh, bucks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wife and I just ate out at Arby's the other day. Yep. Son got something. I got something. Wife got something 40 bucks. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, I definitely, I understand that people are like, Oh man, you know, I don't want to pay for an app and, I'm like, that's yeah. cool. But again, look at the value that's being provided 
for the $13 a month. And um, I don't know when this podcast is actually coming out, but for anyone who is a first time purchaser of anything on the first form website during this month, like for the next almost, it's like 20 something days now, but basically for the next month uh, of February, yeah, you get a free month in the app to try it out. If you don't like yeah. it, cancel it before you get charged. Well, so I got good news. It's coming out in February. Oh, there you go. Okay. So I'll leave, I'll provide you a link to be able to put out for people. If you want to go make a purchase, I'll even give you my email so you can screenshot your purchase, send it to me. And I will make sure that yeah. you get lined up with the coach that's appropriate for you. Nice. Yep. And I know we were talking before the podcast, you got to be leaving very soon now. Yeah. I gotta be dead. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Right. So do you want to tell anybody where to reach you at? Perfect. I'm always up for a good conversation, guys. Um, I may it may take me a day to get back to you, but I will get back to you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's just red.beard.outdoors. I also mm-hmm. have a Red Beards Gear channel that I started recently um, on on Instagram. So it's just redbeards underscore gear. Uh, reach out to me on either of those. I'm more than happy to have a discussion with you. If you have questions yeah. about first form, bow hunting, all of that stuff, whatever it may be, um, more than happy to talk to you. Uh, and then of course, like I said, I'll leave the email down below. You can shoot me an email. I always answer mm-hmm. my emails and, uh, more than happy to, to help you out. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for coming on and talking about first form outdoors, talking about your podcast. I know we didn't get too deep into that, but <laughs> it's fun with time management and all that. Oh yeah. It's all yeah, one it and was, the same. <laughs> yeah. It was great talking shop anyways, right? Of course. And so, I, and I didn't, I didn't really, and I kind of want to wrap up with this here. Just, I didn't really get into why first form outdoors was created, but I think we alluded to it. It's mm-hmm. basically first form meeting the outdoors man and woman where they are at. So again, you, you may be a gym rat as an outdoorsman. I know a lot of them that are, but if mm-hmm. you're not, we want to meet you where you're at, whether that is on a boat fishing, whether that is in, you know, in the gym, on the mountains, in a tree stand, hiking, camping, whatever it is that you prefer to do in the outdoors. We want to meet you there, find out what your goals are and help you accomplish those goals so that you can continue to pursue your hobbies and passions well into your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Share it with your grandkids, share it with your great grandkids. You don't have to be relegated to where you're stuck in a bed or hurting after the age of 50 or 60 and complaining about how tired you are. We don't want that. We want you to be out there running the mountains, doing your thing with your kids and your grandkids well into uh, all the way to your deathbed. That's what we want. But thank you, Ben, for coming on and definitely talking about first form. And I know I've been wanting to get somebody on for for first form. I've been into the uh, fitness kick this month. So thank you for coming on, man. And remember, everybody, stay adaptive. Mm -hmm.